I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We are ready to believe you. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. To our listener base near the Carolinas, again, if you survived the hurricane and you want to get your game on, Doug from this podcast and from Ghostbusters Resurrection and I, we're going to be at Black Mountain in the Asheville area for AVL Scarefest. <laughs> First half of that sentence was awesome. Second half sounded, oh, it's more suburban. Yeah, it'll be at the Montreat <laughs> Convention Center. Uh, we're going to be running games for people who want to play. We'll probably run some RPG from Scratch games, Scratch Dice systems. If you really want to get into it, we got to get a, a solid rule book down for that beforehand. But if you want to try it out and, and spitball with us, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Also, uh, Doug and I will be trying to run some Ghostbusters games as well. Absolutely. And uh, if you guys want to be a Ghostbuster for an afternoon, come down. Tickets are really inexpensive. It should be a blast. There's a lot of horror-themed stuff if you're into that and, uh, and a lot of tabletop gaming. AVL Scarefest runs from October 19th through the 21st. Yeah. And we're going to have an awesome time. Come and see us. All right, guys, we're back. It is our fourth play session of Echoes of the Star Crypt on the Scratch Dice system. So excited. So where we last left the gang, things are pretty hairy. I have scales. Well, you have a bat person with you that's fuzzy. Also, uh, Nesbitt. Oh, and thoroughly fuzzy. Kelton, yeah. Everyone but Esmond is is pretty hairy. Fucking, fucking mammals. Weirdo. And as we said last time, Liam is not an amphibian. amphibian. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a reptile. <laughs> so last time, where we left you guys, you'd left Forsha and Kaidwe. Kaidwe was unconscious. Forsha is nursing her back to health. You entered a series of prehistoric, basically, domes. Guff, with, obviously. With yeah. Savathian corpses in them. <laughs> yeah, just guff runes, though. As you made it through, you were attacked by two lizards that came up out of a hole. For killing the lizards, everybody gets six momentum. There's a staircase leading down into the darkness, and overhead there is a battle raging where Clan Nargabar is making war on your dig site. You discovered something that looked like a a star-shaped amulet that was glowing amongst the ruins of Savathian corpses, a bunch of other star-shaped amulets that were not glowing, and you stacked a bunch of boxes and poke through a hole in the roof until the first sunlight in over a thousand years entered this cavern that you guys are in. Tight. You know where you are? Yes. What's going on? Who's around you? What the situation is? What do you do? I climb on top of the boxes and start digging out. Okay. Sunlight shines in, but you've probably got about four feet of dirt. That's going to take some climbing and movement and that kind of thing. I would like to use my mining expertise. 
Esmond is going to, with his claws and his tail and everything, uh, just make a four and a half foot opening. So it's going to take a while, probably yeah. about 30 minutes. The whole time you're hearing just battles, scream. It's in the distance. You hear thuds, that kind of thing coming through. Give me a mining roll. We'll see how, how well you do this on the first shot. 18. Okay, 18. Yeah, let's Plus say three. Let's say you open it up. It's about five feet from the top of the crate mm-hmm. that you're standing on. So you can't see. You could lift yourself and, and see out. But anybody who comes up through the hole is going to have to climb. All right. Esmond points at Kelton, locks his hands together in a lifting motion, and just and is like, you're going up, buddy. Okay. Kelton grabs his axe, gets it all free and ready, shakes it out a little bit, and puts his foot onto Esmond's hands to get launched out of the hole. Okay. As Esmond lifts Kelton into the hole, your head clears, and you're at floor level with the forest beyond the border of the dig site. You can't see the dig site from where you are, but you do see trees all around you. You don't see anybody else. Can I hear which direction the battle is coming from? Yes, but you would have a sense of that based on the direction that you went while you were underground. Then I climb up out of that hole and then lean right, down so and put my hand back I, in. I go, Nesbitt, you next? Yeah, you got me? I got you. Thanks, pal. Much easier than lifting a fully armored guff. So Nesbitt scrabbles up the crates and Esmond lifts him out of the hole. Same deal. You see exactly what Kelton saw. You're in the trees. You hear the noise of battle. Nothing else. All right, Vaughn, you're next. Okay. So Vaughn's out of the hole. Same deal. All right, now now I've got to make a climb. Can Kelton pull so, Esmond out of the hole? Pause. There are two people underground still. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, are they still there? You should ask those things. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back for him. So he'll be like, we forgot about Forsha. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I forgot about Forsha. <laughs> Don't tell Forsha I forgot about Forsha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back for her, but I'm not going alone. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Guys, it's dark down here. Hurry it up. I'm going to grab Vaughn, gently lift Vaughn back down to the hole, being quite careful of our new friend. And my ears flop back. like I'm like, oh, we're going back down there. Unless <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to stay. No, that's okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'll go. Vaughn comes down the hole. Esmin receives him. We go. We head back through the open archway. I'm still on top of them. Oh, I gotta I thought, get in. I left Vaughn down, but I'm gonna go. I down. thought we were all down. Okay. Oh, you guys are all coming down. Yeah. Okay. Give me. We give are me. not splitting the party. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I, I, it sounded like you were. Kelton scrambles back down into the hole onto the box. He is six foot five, so that five feet is not. Yeah, you can do it. Too crazy. Bad things happen if we split the party. Well, you, you know a way out now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Let's assume you're all back down in the hole. All right, head back to where Forsh is, through the room with the big hole in it. Kelton is still leading. You proceed towards the archway, you shuffle past the dead Savathians and all the artifacts on the floor. You go into the archway with the room with the hole. You walk carefully around the hole and into the first chamber that you guys entered. Not hearing anything, you exit out into the tunnel that was burrowed before you guys got there. Takes about another, what would we say, it was 50 feet long, roughly? Yeah. Okay, and you see Forsha and Kaidway. Kaidway is starting to stir. She has a broken leg, and Forsha has an arm slung over her back, and she's starting to drag Kaidway along, like, ah, what the fuck took you so long? Come on, let's go. Ah, we cleared the cleared the way. You found the way out, I'm yeah. assuming. Yes. Yeah, I had to stab some more guys, but yeah. Some climbing, but it should be fine. Well, can, can, can you help me with her? Can we, can we get her topside? Ah, uh, that's what we're here for, yeah. I'll help her. Hard rat, you got that. You guys drag her back, form a fireman line up the up the boxes to lift Kideway out of the hole. Kelton's going to go up first. 
and out stand of the up, hole, up instead above. of pushing a wounded person into unknown territory. Okay. Kelton gets out of the hole, stands up top. Yes. Who's on the on top of the boxes, and then who's below? Because you got to you got to pass okay. her up. Esmond's on top of the boxes. Okay. So in order, I need a lift roll from Nesbit. DC ten. Strength. Yes. Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, good thing you're on the bottom. <laughs> and do you want to do you want to assist? Vaughn yeah, can assist. I'll assist. With these two. Eighteen. Five. Nesbit gets it, despite your five. As you lift her up, you pass her to Esmond. Ooh. Nat 20. All right. You're pushing her up out of the hole. Mm-hmm. All Kelton has to do is, is yank her up top. I'll, I'll give you a plus two because of his bonus. Perfect. That gives me a 10. Then. All right. You manage to drag Kaidwe out of the hole. Forsha scrambles up over top of you. You boost her up. She's out. Nesbit, you're next. All right. I'm coming. You guys all get up top side. Kaidwe is awake now hazy but alert Forsha is nervous she wants to get back to camp we gotta we we gotta go esmond and kelton take kideway we take a shoulder each and start making our way back to camp okay so as you're moving towards the dig site everybody give me an awareness roll intelligence intelligence 16 22 2 <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have 18 do i get Plus, if it's a talent. You roll twice and use the higher result. Okay. Okay, so it's 18. Okay. Everybody 15 or higher. So not. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody but Kelton hears commands in a deep gravelly voice being issued from near the tree line before you're going to break into the camp. You're about to cross the tree line and you hear from your right to the south some voices giving orders. Okay. Kelton keeps walking. Orders. It sounds incoherent in the sense that without context, it doesn't make sense. It's like, move over here. Get this. Tie it down. Get moving. Don't do that. Push push it this way. Esmond asks for us to halt for a second. Why? <laughs> we have to make a decision. <laughs> On what? What to do. About where to go. Back to camp, I think, right? All right. Forsha? Like, yeah. We have, we well, have oh, an injured. Let me roll for Forsha. We have an injured person with us. Yeah, four, she gets plus two to intelligence, so six, she rolled 16 on awareness, so she hears it as well. She's like, who the fuck is that? What? I don't know. You don't hear that? No. Uh, You're bloody like, daft. Birds? <laughs> like, what? There's somebody over there. I'm going to fucking kill them, man. Four, she priorities. Are we doing that, or are we getting uh, getting your pal here back to camp? I say, our friends are dying. Who's this over here? All right. Odds are bad. Bad guys. Let's stash the wounded and make a go for them. Like okay, well, how the fuck can somebody check to see even what it is? I want to know what we're going up against. We know how this turns out. Avon, yeah. <laughs> it uh... this ends with a dead Vaughn. <laughs> well, if Vaughn chooses not to run, <laughs> yeah. fails the stealth check, and then does an interpretive dance with <laughs> what, what might be a smoke demon, very yeah. successfully. Yeah. I and might that, that yeah. totally paid off. Uh, this in the is next no episode. cheap parlor <laughs> tricks I'm doing over here. Okay. Yeah. I'm an artist. <laughs> okay, so where are these voices coming from? Yeah, Vaughn, go figure this out in a uh, non-getting-me-fucking-killed way, huh? How about uh, someone answer my uh, goddamn question? <laughs> where is this voice coming from? She points. Okay. And for sure, when this is done, I, uh, I got something to show you. Fucking keep your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not so sure about this. This didn't go too well for me last time. Yeah, we'll do a better job. Okay. <laughs> I believe in you. And with that encouragement, it brings Vaughn to, to come to task and, uh, and sneak. 
Okay. <laughs> so, one a bit of advice. Do not run towards anyone that's not us. What if they're dancing? <laughs> Especially not if they're That's a double no. <laughs> Forsha doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> well, hurry up, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I sneak towards the where the voices are coming from. 91. 91. It's your talent. Yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. For that. Um, okay, so then 11. Oh, that's enough. Yay! Thank goodness. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Vaughn uh, starts weaving through the trees. I'm just being all swifty. Right. Doesn't step on a twig. Isn't particularly good at it for some reason, but makes it through and sees, sees a group of Nargabar. There's three of them. And there's a shirtless male in his mid-20s, and he's large. And there's a female with a cape and a chain around her waist, and another female with a large two-handed axe. She's the one barking orders. And the three of them are fussing over a catapult. Um, oh, heck's sake. Do I need to roll awareness to see if I recognize any of those people? I mean, you can. Yeah. Okay. I'll roll awareness to see. Vaughn rolls. My God, I'm changing all this dice. This is garbage. That's what I'm getting here. All right, so 15. You do not recognize them. And you know you don't know them. Okay. I you, didn't know if they you were recognize the same. That you don't I didn't know if it was like yet. that one girl from before no they're all clan nargabar gotcha oh, okay okay so i sneak back um gentlemen they have a catapult so who's they the clan do i know their clan nargabar probably okay i yeah. didn't know if i should say it or like be like yeah, yeah, yeah. pig people i don't know <laughs> i look like a bunch of pigs no offense <laughs> it's not descriptive enough um they're from clan nargabar Okay, but like how many? What uh, there is, there's three, two, two ladies and a gent. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. It's time to go. Pork. Kelton does not like being dropped into a hole. What does Kelton like? Um, Among lots on the beach? Archaeology. Pina coladas. Get uh, caught in the academia. rain. Academia. Oh, adultery? Attempted adultery, I guess, really, for that song. Rediscovering your spouse. Now That's I'm what like, he likes the most. Now I'm questioning the song. <laughs> like, I'm just like, mm. he puts a personal ad in for don't, a girlfriend. I don't. Oh, it's a beautiful song. To... It is beautiful. <laughs> they tried so hard to cheat on each other, but, but then they, they couldn't. They didn't really know each other <laughs> until that moment. It's a good song. All right. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go. Uh, Kelton is going to start walking towards them. Shield up. Axe ready, anger in his face. Okay, here's a unique situation. They don't know you're you're coming. Excellent. If you don't sneak, we're gonna do battle order as normal. Okay. If you do sneak, you have a chance of getting a free round. Alright. What if I don't sneak but I roll deception to trick them into thinking <laughs> they don't hear me? I don't think that's or how Or that it works. you're one of them. You could do that. I, yeah. Well, I mean, he's I don't not, know. He's not. Yeah. No, he's, he's he's here to murder. What if I act like I'm Clint <laughs> <laughs> I think that's It worked well last time. You are an actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just be like, yep, I meant yeah. to be here. Remember this? <laughs> yes. She knows the dance. She knows the Nargobar dance. So let's all roll for sneak then. I would like uh, to attempt to sneak. All right. Everybody give me a sneak roll. Uh-oh. Oh, that's DC 15. God. Uh-oh. Yeah. And is that any of our... Um... Nope. All right. 21. 15. 9. Oh, then 17. It's not good enough for everybody to come through, because I'm assuming you're going together. I'm, really, I'm really loud, actually. <laughs> right. But there was, a, there was a chance yeah. that you guys could have all snuck, so I need everybody to roll their battle order. 
the enemy has a battle order of plus eight. Ooh. Okay, so 17. 17 for 20. They go first. Entering from the north, clearing the trees. Let me get some trees in here. You guys feel good about trees? Yeah, Yeah, I want some happy little trees. And a tree can't be happy without a friend. Make sure there's one just, like, cripplingly depressed tree, like, right before... But not bamboo, because bamboo is a grass. (laughs) This tree feels a feel, man. There are trees in the way. Kelton is in front. In a full space behind Kelton, you have Nesbitt, then Esmond, then V. You're about 50 feet from the catapult. And around the catapult, the female with the cape and chain is closest to you to the right near the head of the catapult that they're preparing to launch is the shirtless guff with the one-handed axe on the other side opposite of you is the female guff that's embarking order she's using a two-handed axe we are north looking south yes the shirtless male goes first mm. and goes ah oh, shit and runs up to kelton double moving so he doesn't get to do an attack action or a swift action and tries to bind you guys up so you can't get close to the catapult I am going to take a swing at the shirtless guff. Warning strike. If the target attacks an ally or disengages, it invokes an attack of opportunity. Natty one. Natty one, and you are not using a piercing weapon. That's a miss, my friend. Okay. Female with the cape and the chain. Running to support her friend, dashes over towards you guys, double moving, unslings the chain from her belt, but is not close enough to strike. I'm going to wheel around flanking with Kelton. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a double strike. And two daggers. Yeah. We got Keith, a new pair of dice here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm really hyped about rolling these powerful feeling uh, D12s here with only four numbers on them. Give me your two D20 rolls. A 20 and an 11. So 16. One crits, one hits. All right. So that first one, four plus uh, two sixes. 16 plus D4, 20 total damage. He is dead. One what? That's kill. crazy. Put a damn shirt on, Piggy. Plus three momentum, Keith. <laughs> that was fucking dies. crazy. He dies. That was exactly how much health he had. Noise. Bravo, sir. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Lucky, because he had some nasty shit <laughs> that he could do. <laughs> Next is the leader, the lady with the two-handed axe. So she circles around the catapult to be able to see you and double moves to get behind one of the trees. Kelton, who do you think I should hit? Uh, maybe burn that, uh, burn the catapult. I, I like you like to burn stuff, right? Is that like a thing of like a part of your personality or something? It's a like, long conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, no, like, I haven't known you a long time, but like fire seems to be like a thing that you like, and maybe this would make you happy. You, like, you all die yeah. while you're talking. <laughs> they, kill, they kill all of you. Uh, I'm gonna move forward next to Nesbit. And I'm going to use Burning Ray on the catapult. Okay. Burning Lance. Burning Lance. Go ahead. 12. Does it hit a it giant does. catapult? Yes, a 12 hits. A 12 right. hits. The no. catapult has get... very low dodge. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a mimic and it just... Yeah. <laughs> 12 damage. Does the catapult catch fire? No, it does damage the catapult, though. It's like a scorch that like takes a oh, chunk out. Say, maybe and next. there's like little bits of flame like leaping off of it a little bit, okay. but I mean, we're not talking about a bonfire here. Okay. Vaughn is going to challenge the female with the cape and the chain, and then I'm going to use Burning Ray. 13. Hits. Is there a dance associated with Burning Ray? <laughs> <laughs> there's always kind a dance. Kind of like dance. a Sailor Moon opening. I have a song in my heart, and I have to dance to it. It's like the kid from Boku no Hero Academia with the naval laser. Oh, yes. Burning ray. <laughs> Just hands, oh, hands, above, hands above Vaughn's head and he thrusts. And <laughs> yeah. Burning ray comes out. That'd be so 
great. <laughs> I'd be so excited. I rolled a six plus my composure, which is nine in damage. Damn, girl. Noise. Kelton is going to move into the face of the guff with the two-handed axe. Esmond, we've been hit in the face before with someone with a chain. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I would like to stop that. Take the shot. 18. Hits. Nine damage. Dead. The female with the cape and the chain erupts into flames. I feel like this is going too well for us. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, the one that was a Nes- problem. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Nesbit killed in one hit was nasty. Yeah. Did he have armor too? Wait, no. no, he couldn't have. Nope. Dead. Okay. No armor. If he had armor, he would have lived. <laughs> fair. No, he wouldn't have. Dagger ignores armor to begin with. But he would have taken less damage from the secondary hit, and he still would have lived. He hit him for exactly his hit points yeah. at 20. And he, if he had any armor, even one, he would have lived. lived. Kind of like that positioning that uh, Kelton created over there. Got to wheel around that tree from the other side. Stroll on back behind little Missy here. She ain't little. <laughs> <laughs> Very large Missy is... Uh, this lady's getting double backstabbed. Two momentum to make sure. Two momentum. Whoa. All right. Nesbitt lives close to the wire. He has fallen down twice. Yeah, Baltimore's a terrible city, though. We got a one, so there's one crit, and God then damn. 17 on the other. Both yep. hit. What was that? 16, 18 on the uh, crit. Four plus 12? Yeah, four plus 12 plus two strength. So. Jesus Christ. So 18 over there. Let's make so that 21. Tw- 21 damage. She ain't dead, <laughs> but she's really unhappy. <laughs> Fortune's going to be real proud of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) How you feeling, lady? I'm sorry. I only had the two. I'd give you a third if I had it. Fortune is back with Kaidway because she doesn't want to leave her. It's a little obvious to you. She's a lot of bluster. And she was very mean to her. And now her life is in danger. And she feels bad. Keith, this is the most effective Nesbitt has ever been. It's been pretty rad. How do we feel about this combo now? Do we think it might be a little overpowered? Yeah, it's pretty beefy. <laughs> this is the one I was worried about. Keith, could you real quick just give us a scale of beefy, like from not beefy to <laughs> That's so, so beefy. So beefy. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I want to make it my text message I, tone. I have a 30-second repeating loop of that. <laughs> yeah. We need like, oh, that's not very beefy. So beefy is just below extreme beef. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's so beefy. I love it. I want that as my text tone and then just be in a, like, a meeting or something and forget to turn my phone off. And, like... Excuse me, I have to take this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, do I barbecue her or do I turn this catapult into ash? Um, what are, can we use the catapult if we don't destroy it? You don't know. You, you can't see beyond the forest right now. Let's kill her and worry about the catapult later. There's um, no one to fire it, so like... Esmond, you should know this based on the um, position of you. Yes. She's currently partially obscured yes. by a tree. I'm going to move one step to the south to have a direct line to her, and then I'm going to use Pillar of Flame. All right, do it. 14. Hits. Damn, okay. 17 damage. Minus three is 14. She dies. Yes. That's all three of them gone. Really fast. Guys, good job. Everybody gets plus five momentum. So they die. You still hear the sounds of battle in the distance. The catapult has a scorch mark on the side. You see no extra of Clan Nargabar. The basket is unloaded. Guys, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it already, but go I on. Hate your idea. <laughs> 
shoot Geralt at bad guys. Where are the sounds of battle coming from as where we are now? So right now, you just headed south along the tree line mm-hmm. and found this catapult hidden just inside the tree line. Your dig site is to the east, beyond the tree line. That's where the catapult is pointed. It has a scorch mark in the side, and you have three dead guff. Why don't you just fire the dead guff? Yeah, the I, there, the, <laughs> just at, like at, a battering ram, like just at a, your dig site. Huh? Yeah, that's not well, gonna yeah, do us any good. Uh, no, I mean like they're just gonna like knock over people. Well, Which people? Guys. The people that are out there. I don't know. That's the thing. You don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to go ahead and disable this catapult so it doesn't uh, fuck us over later on. What do you guys think? Please let me light out a fire. <laughs> just give me this. Yeah, burn, right. the, burn put, the catapult. Put the catapult on fire. All right. And go for it. Give me a d20. Five or higher. You have no problem. Fifteen. No problem. You're used to setting things on fire. Esmond is tickled pink. This is what he likes to do. Check on Forsha. Yeah, let's go uh, back to Forsha. Start moving back to camp, huh? Do you guys just want to find the nearest pub? Walk away from the battle? I'm going to call it a day. Be like, yeah. No, we did our part. Forsha heard the sounds of battle. She sees you clear the forest, and you see that she's like ready to spring mm-hmm. on whoever comes out. And she sees it's you, and she relaxes. What the fuck was that? Found some guys. Had to fucking stab them. You know how it goes. They, uh, they had a catapult. We thought that might be bad, so we killed them. A fucking catapult. He set it on fire. All right, well, let's get moving, huh? Let's get back at the camp. What? You guys see anything? Mm, trees. <laughs> okay, well, fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> she picks up Kaidwe, loops her over her shoulder. Kaidwe is awake now, fully roused, not able to walk, in a lot of pain, but very alert. Kaidwe was voiced by... Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Oh, my God. Can I, <laughs> I, can I help about that. heal her? So here's the design question. I'm thinking conditions like broken bones. Take longer. Yeah, and, and uh, diseases and that kind of thing need to be healed by medicine over time. I feel that. Or Mer. material heavy magic. I like that. I like that too. Kelton's going to be in front. He's going to start marching east towards the campsite. So the dig site in front of you is pockmarked with craters. Several workers lie dead and dismembered in the craters. Gross. Two ash makers lie dead as well, with spears sticking out of them. An inverted tornado of smoke Gross. from the ground rises a hundred feet high and advances slowly towards the barracks, where Aster has rallied the remaining workers who have armed themselves from things within the barracks and things from the camp. You can't see what he's yelling, but they look terrified, but he's keeping them together. All that's happening to the northeast of the tree line. To the south, there is an opaque wall of dust, and it's roiling and boiling over itself. And dozens of Nargabar stream towards it, shouting their battle cry, Blood and fire! And two Nargabar exit the cloud, stumbling out, bloody and on fire. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, they got what that's they what asked, they asked for. for. Yeah. Yeah. And the right. sound of battle rages beyond it. I would like to make an intelligence check to see if I can suss out who is creating the inverted tornado. Okay. Ten. And I have uh, intuition if I can... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Two and a four. A three and a five, yeah. All right, so I probably described it poorly. It is a tornado of smoke. Kelton takes his shield that and bitch. starts waving it. An inverted <laughs> tornado. To try to push the smoke away. Yeah, imagine imagine a tornado rising from the ground. It's wide at the base and tapers off towards the top. How large? 100 feet high. It is roughly the, the, 30 feet in diameter. Okay. 30 feet in diameter. At the base. Jesus. So, gents, do we go for the dust storm or the tornado? <laughs> I don't like any of this shit. What do you think, Captain? Do you guys think the cause of the dust tornado might be in the center of it? It's smoke, isn't it? Yeah. 
We just saw a bunch of guff warriors die in the dust, so maybe we focus on the smoke. You're roughly 100 feet from the inverted tornado. All right, let's go to the fucking smoke tornado. Smoke tornado! God damn it. (laughs) It's pretty big. Forge takes one look at the tornado and is like, what the fuck? And Kaidway's like, it it must be one of those smoke dancers. Uh, This is a terrible Mary Poppins. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me try again. It's Clan Nagabar. It's one of their smoke dancers. I'm sure of it. Forcher holds out a hand. Hold on. I cannot see anything in there. Can you see? I can see. You can see it right now. What's in there? No. Hold on. Fuck. Fuck shit. So she runs up to one of the corpses of the Ashmakers. She pulls out a dagger and pries out its eye. <laughs> rips it out of its skull. Throws it on the ground. She rips some grass out of the ground. Says, Esmond, give me a light. Okay. You ignite the grass in her hand? Yes, I do. Starts throwing smoke. She throws smoke on the ground, throws the eye in it, and she's going to roll for magic. Oh, this is so cool. You know cool. what? I don't need this. You know, <laughs> like, I was going to echolocate it. You had that for sure. Magic is her talent. So that is a 16. 23 succeeds. The eye catches fire, floats above the flames and the smoke, and zooms across the battlefield into the center of the smoke tornado. You hear somebody scream and attack it. And when it explodes, it illuminates everybody within it. What do we see? Forsha, I could kiss you. (laughs) Forsha, that was fucking creepy. It's all right. (laughs) Well, echolocate is close range. Grumble. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing this to demonstrate how magic works in the system. Bond's not. There was a 15 difficulty. She got a 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you can't see detail. There's a flare of orange light tied to five targets within the smoke that are moving around. You were still 100 feet away from them. While she was doing that, and as the eye began to float, Kelton, where did you put the... Uh, In my pocket. It begins to vibrate and glow and hum. You can see the glow through your clothes. My goodness. I'm going to take it out and be like... It huh. starts spinning in your palm. Ooh. As soon as the eye ignites... It stops moving. It becomes inert again. That makes sense. Guff magic. Guff artifact. I slip it back in my pocket. <laughs> okay, so... Forsha, when you uh, when you did that... that uh, Can I roll to see if I noticed it? If anybody yeah. thinks they would notice something like that rather than keep their eye on it, give me an awareness. I wouldn't. Are you trying to keep it secret? No, I was going to tell Forsha. So, a 10 would have gotten it. You noticed that this happens. Forsha, when you did that uh, weird eyeball thing, this... Um, thing we found in the cave started to to spin and glow okay uh all right so well come on let's move let's go yeah we'll deal with it later okay also you're getting way more cheech mirror yeah (laughs) it's it's back and forth i'm just doing my best here uh we're gonna head in battle order towards the smoke tornado as you approach the whirling tornado you can see five lights you can't see the creatures within the smoke until you enter but you know that they're there. Given your previous experience, you have a pretty good idea of the kind of shit you're facing. Yeah, wanna avoid getting hit in the face with that fucking chain thing. Today is an okay day to die. There's never I, been a good fucking I day disagree. to die. Okay, Atreyu. I, I'd really yeah. rather not die. I Today wish not is not to die. Not such a bad day to die. Like, it's not the best day to die, but, like, if you gave me seven days to die, this would probably be top five. <laughs> Out of seven. Okay. <laughs> All right. Battle order. Okay, so 12 plus 7 gives us a 19. Kelton goes first. 
You don't get to sneak up on them. They see you. They can see us through the pictures. They can see you. Call forth a storm of hail? If I could, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Hailstorm? Uh, I don't have that ability. I guess if I, if I throw a bunch of pebbles into it, it's a tornado, though. They might get hit by them, right? Yeah, and you and everybody that you're trying to protect. Yeah, but they're just pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move toward the closest light that I can see. Esmond, take the shot. As you breach the horizon of the smoke, the ones closest to you you can make out is a Nargabar berserker, and he has a pair of katars strapped to his fist, which are like punch daggers. The smoke dancer is in the center, twirling her sensor. And to your right, further away, is a berserker with a long pike and has an eye patch. The other two are too far away for you to make out, but you can see the lights dancing because of what Forsha did. Which one do you think you can hit? I can only hit the, clo- the berserker that you're closest to. Take the shot. You get plus one to hit from me. Ten. Oh, shit. I never wrote down their, their things. Hold on. I'm going to say nine plus this as a dodge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he rolled a one on a d4. You hit. Seven. Now it is the smoke dancer's turn. She sees Kelton. During the twirling of her sensor, she swings it down, kicks her foot into it, and it shoots out at him like a shot. Fourteen to dodge. Hit. Six Yay. damage. Moving up into the smoke adjacent to Kelton. You see everything that he sees. Okay. And uh, I'm just waiting from there. Let's think about this. You can ready an action before the round ends if something happens where you want to do one action. You say, I want to ready an attack action, and I want to choose when to do it. Or like taking like a uh, prepared posture. Yeah. Let's play with with it like this. So if you want to do that and then hold your attack action, I'll allow it. Okay. But once the round restarts, it's gone. Right. Okay. I don't think that's going to be too big considering we get to decide our order. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's try it out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the berserkers. They go. One moves close to you out of the shadows. He's got a one-handed axe, and you can tell that he's hobbling towards you on a peg leg. Dope. And he's going to take a swing at Kelton. This is plus two. Crit. Do it. Not so fast. Okay. Use some momentum, homie, because this is a big one. He critted on you. Oh. Ooh. Oh, we're rolling deep. Three momentum. Not please. so fucking fast. Use three momentum? Yes, please. Okay. Now, if this is our first critical fail, folks, uh, <laughs> this is going to be bad news. This is going to be the worst news. Ooh. 16, 25. Hits. 
Ten. Two. Ten. Twelve. So you basically critted him. And he is immobilized until the end of my next turn. God damn. So you canceled a crit on you. Pretty good. And did max damage against him. And he now he can't move? Yeah. Sweet. Plus two momentum. Hell yeah. It wasn't an instant kill, but it was pretty goddamn good. It was clutch. It's a good opening gambit. Yeah. I think in that case, Kelton goes, not so fast. <laughs> he definitely does. Another one comes in from the back, runs in out of the fog, and has a spike chain that they're swinging. Can make it close enough to take a swing at Kelton. Another crit. Damn. Fuck. Does nine damage. Okay. I'm going to target blue and yellow with fire blast. I'm taking a negative while still in the smoke? Nope. Okay. It's also an area attack, and you're not targeting somebody specific, and you can see them. All right, this is with a plus five, then. 14. 14 hits. Four and three, seven. Pegleg burns up, and he falls and gets impaled on his own axe. <laughs> yes. What a chump. <laughs> yeah, he's down. Look he's at this dead. flipping goofus. Plus one momentum. The one with the spike chain, you said seven damage? Yes. It hit her. The ones with the pike and the eye patch, their turn. Oh, that's not one person? I thought it was a guy with a pike and an eye patch. Nope. It is a female. She moves around to get a strike at Esmond, seeing that he is very dangerous. The furthest square that they can still reach Esmond from and tries to stab and misses. And the one with the Katars, he moves around to engage Kelton, trying to stab him in the back. Misses. Defensive strike to try to deflect when I saw him uh, swing, but he missed anyway. Oh, well, you can just take your attack action, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, I could just... Oh, wow. So, like, we were saying that you could just queue up your attack action and just wait until yeah. you have the opportunity? Okay. Now, yeah. now, it may be overpowered to do that, but I don't know, and we could try it. Yeah, it does sound like it might be, but sure, let's fucking do that. Plunging strike, then, because if I have an ally adjacent to the target and able to attack, uh, then I have the upper hand. Goddamn. 13. Hit. Nice. So you have the upper hand, and you hit, so you deal sneak attack. Yep. Eight. Eight damage. Oh, ten. Sorry. Forgot my strength. He is very unhappy. He looks... That that rocked his world. I can't challenge anyone, because I can't see anyone, right? You can move in and challenge. Right, but you have to see them first. I can't just do it from out here. Correct. Okay. Yeah, you're still outside the smoke. Yeah, I know. I move six spaces in behind Esmond and Nesbitt. And I'm going to use Challenge on the Berserker with the Katar. Then I'm going to use Burning Ray. Hit. That was a natty 16 for everyone out there in Radioland. Six damage. The Berserker with the Katars, he dies. And then I get a plus one to my attacks and my healing. Challenge accepted. The taste of glory. Kelton, new round, your turn. So Kelton disengages. And moves into the face of the two guff who have reach weapons. I can now use warning strike. I really am tired of spike chains and anything on a chain. I'm going to attack the one with the chain. Ten. Ten meets. Nice. 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 Ten. Goddamn. Ten damage? Ten damage. It hurts. She's not dead. And now she can't move away from you to use her chain without invoking an attack of opportunity from you. I have to move too many spaces to do it without invoking... Oh, no, because... What happens if they attack an ally? Do you if get... the target attacks an ally or disengages, it invokes an attack of opportunity, which I would really enjoy, because I get plus two to my attacks of opportunity. You can run through the Nargabar Berserker with the Spike Chain's threatened area to get up close to them. It will invoke an attack of opportunity from them, but if 
they take an attack against you, he gets to try to hit them first. All right, then I'm going to go for the smoke dancer and... The smoke dancer or the one with the spike chain? The smoke dancer. Okay. Oh, shit. So you're going to run past the one with the spike chain, invoking. Invoking? You will invoke from the smoke dancer when you pass through her range as well. Oh, shit. Now, I'm giving her a threatening reach of two behind the veil. She can hit in a radius five. Her threatening range reaches two, like a regular reach weapon. Okay. Okay. There are good reasons to do that, but it's up to you. Fortune favors the bold Keith. Ah, uh, it has not in my experience. How much? <laughs> how much? How much momentum do you have still? Well, you're not going to get a momentum. momentum. Yeah, but it, it won't uh, matter I this. also have the ability to get fucking dead. Change of plans. I'm not going to uh, take that risk. I'll get in the face of the chain. Okay. Before you do anything, I'm going to roll an attack, and we'll see if it hits. Not going to roll damage, and then Kelton gets to make an attack to see if she even gets anything off. Rolled a one on the die. However, that was an attack made against an ally, Kelton, if you would make an attack of opportunity against her. Also a natural one. one. Two natty ones. She took, a, she took a swing at Nesbitt and missed. You took a swing at her and missed. missed. All right. Smoke. Nesbitt, what do you do? Plunging striker now. All right, with the upper hand. Let's nope. see it. I just distract him. I'm like a murderer clown, <laughs> and I let the murder weasel stab him. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Twelve. Twelve damage. Dead. The one with the pike and the eye patch's turn. He disengages, keeping him only in range with Nesbit and Kelton, and takes a swing at Kelton. Hits. Nine damage. What is the clothing of the fire at Smoke Dancer? It is linen sashes uh-huh. wrapped around her, and the rest of it is bare skin with uh, red handprints of guff of different sizes. All right. I'm going to move back one square in line with Van Vindervon. Van, Van Vandervin. <laughs> Vinny Vinivici. Yeah. And I'm going to use Scorching Ray against the Pikeman. Okay. Still only a nine. Miss. All right. I'm going to move to line up Kelson and the Berserker with the Pike in the eye patch. One-eyed pike, we always used to call him. <laughs> and I'm, once again, going to use uh, Burning Ray. Natty one. Okay, miss. All right, But it sorry. still hits Kelton. Oh, oh, yeah, it does. Okay. So roll your heel. Because he's not oh, trying to avoid right it. Here. Seven. I'm going to challenge the Berserk with the eye patch and the pike. I am going to move one step into the face of the Berserker with the eye patch. I'm just going to try hitting him with an axe. A warning strike. Noise. 20. That hits. 7 damage. 7 damage to the one with the pike and the eye patch. It's yes. the first time he's been hit. Smoke Dancer's turn. She runs to the aid of the Berserker with the pike and the eye patch, getting adjacent to both Nesbit and Kelton. Swings her sensor high and slams it on the ground at her feet. Smoke erupt from it in a massive explosion. So 5 plus two, 7 versus dodge. No. Okay, so you feel a wind of smoke shoot past you that didn't go off the way she wanted. Is there, like, a nice, pleasant scent to it? What's the incense? <laughs> uh, it's pretty thick and unpleasant, I would oh, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I got some real nice incense at the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. I'm going to disengage and shift behind her to the other side so that I'm flanking with Kelton. Let's go ahead and do a double strike with uh, two momentum. Two momentum? Yeah. Okay. Do you want one momentum on each die roll? Let's yes. let's let's consider it that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It would be kind of cheating to just say, "Oh, uh, the uh, weaker one." Pick a one die and two die. Why don't you roll two, and then we'll roll a d6 for each. Nineteen and a three. Okay. So 
for the 19 plus 6. <laughs> that 25. hits. It hits. For the uh, 3 plus 4. Miss. Do we count that as a momentum miss if he hits with one of the attacks? Yeah. Okay. Upper hand there on the one that hit. So, let's see. God 11 damn. 11 plus 2, 13. 13 damage. Holy shit. The dagger in your left hand, you swing, and it flies three spaces past her. <laughs> and lands near the edge of the smoke. So you have one dagger currently. All right. Maybe I should explain. So because you missed with something that you spent momentum on, that is an, an epic miss. So you hit with one really well, and when you came around for the other, your grip wasn't great, and it spun out of your hand once it glanced off of her skin and flew 1d4, so three spaces, away from you past her. All right. I'm going to take the hit. Fuck it. I'm going to move right in the smoke dancer's face, and I incur attack of opportunity from both of them. Okay, so here's the one from the smoke dancer. Crit. Ow. This is bad, isn't it? Here's the one from the berserker. Uh, six plus two, miss. 13 damage. Okay. And you're now in her face. Fire blast. 12. 12 hits the one with the pike in the eye patch. All right. Eight damage. It hurt, but he's still up. Pike in the eye patch's turn. He disengages from Kelton and the smoke dancer and takes a swing at Nesbit because that shit was scary. He sees Nesbit lose a knife. He wants to take advantage of the moment. Hits. Four damage. So I move, line up the shot for uh, Burning Ray behind Esmond, the smoke dancer, and Kelton. Natty 19. Hi, beef. That hits. So uh, six. I'm going to use Morning Strike on the smoke dancer. Okay. And I'm going to use... Another momentum. 22. Hits. Nine damage. Okay. Smoke Dancer's turn. I want to pull the room on this. And don't just think yes. in your don't just think in your character's favor, okay? Use warning strike. Warning strike says if you attack an ally or you disengage, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You invoke attack opportunity. If she does a blast attack from her square that doesn't target anybody specifically, does it invoke? It attacks doesn't target though. The language is ambiguous, but let's think no, about this. Yeah, just because it says attacks, so if it does, yeah, but w- rules as written is something that changes. Yeah, so, that's so fine. let's let's think about what should mm-hmm. what should be the answer for this. Mm-hmm. I almost think allow it because otherwise she would have done something differently. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like it's it's not we specifically said burst targets as long as they include a friend are included in that. Here's my issue, is that it's not just that. So we changed a rule to make it so that you could do any burst or adjacent yes. attacks without invoking. Okay. Mm-hmm. But those aren't targeted attacks. We haven't come up against this before. He's done warning strike specifically. Yes. Should he get an attack opportunity against this ability? The fact that it's attacking one of his friends, yes. Because it's including someone else, he's going out there and he's making a swing. Right. And it doesn't cancel the attack. He just gets... Yes. Okay. Let's do it. She's going to slam her sensor into the ground again. Hits everybody. Damn. Can I get one of those cool D4s? Does two damage to Nesbit, Esmond, and Kelton, who are surrounding her, and pushes them two squares away. Do I get to do Damn. my attack of opportunity now? Nat 20. Oh, a crit. So it's so 12. 12. Yep. Okay. And I pick up the dagger. 
So she slams her sensor into the ground. Everybody gets moved two spaces away from her, but it moves Kelton onto the space that had the dagger. Little man, you dropped this. <laughs> you can pick it up as a There is no non-risky option for you. No, there isn't. I'm going to go for the pikeman, looping around from behind to avoid the range of the smoke dancer, and come up alongside. Invoking an attack of opportunity. Invoking from the pikeman, yeah. Helm splitter, use momentum. Okay. Adding risk. But yep. Let's see it. 18. 18 hits. Three weapon damage plus strength. Or six, eight. He dies. Nice. Good move. Plus one momentum. Yay. And he used my challenge target. Okay. And, that er, stacks and now it's previous. now at plus two. Pillar of Flame. I've hit twice in a row, so this is on the smoke dancer. So now this is with a plus seven. Holy shit. Do it. Whoa. So 14. Meets. All nice. right. Whoa. One, six, seven, plus four, 11. 11 damage. She dies. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Finally. That was one more than she had left. Okay. Everybody gets seven momentum. The smoke clears. You see Aster with the group of workers, and he's surprised to see you. He didn't see any of you enter the smoke because you came in from the opposite direction. You came in from behind. Real quick, can I pick up the sensor and hit the smoke dancer in the face with it? Sure. Okay. Kelton grabs the sensor, hits her in the face. How do you like it, huh? Sorry, Teach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, Captain. Let me get that uh, stabbing apparatus back. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't forget about that, huh? Yeah. Forsha's dragging Kideway through the area that you just battled through. She didn't want to bring her in the smoke because she couldn't really... Yeah. She couldn't see you once you entered the smoke, but she could see the bad guys. She drags her to Aster and says, Ah, oh, here, you take her for a bit. And he goes, very well. And drags her over the barricade that they made. Kideway is very grateful to be back with Aster. She didn't think she'd make it. Combat's still happening. Nargabar clansmen are running into the billowing dust cloud that you can't see through right now. Now that you're closer to it, you see that there are lights and things whizzing past and going through and without the dust cloud. Aster? Yes. What's the dust cloud? It's like, well, uh, somebody came out from the south and uh, started helping. And to be honest with you, I was so preoccupied with the people who siege the camp before you guys fell into the ground. We thought you were blown apart. God, I don't want to be the fucking bird. Uh, who is helping? I'll be honest with you. I don't know if they're helping or hurting. I don't know what it is. I'm not sending anyone there. It may be a bigger threat, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Vaughn, you want to run up to it? And- <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go fuck yourself. Thank you very much. I just thought you want to be a team player. You know, but it's okay. Thank you for healing me multiple times. <laughs> you know, I guess you're now, cool. I will say that there's not enough time unless you want to spend a turn for Vaughn to heal you out of combat. Because this shit, like, depending on how you want to react to this. Oh, I'm back at full. Did Vaughn heal you back yep. at full? Oh, okay. No In mind. fact, more. I only needed four and she healed for six. Very okay. I'm, uh, I'm at negative four. Negative four? Well, negative four from my cap. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, at what? 21. <laughs> All right. No, I've been dead for ages. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> I could use a top off. Yeah, that's cool, guys. Okay, I, so I'm, I heal them. Fuck off. <laughs> I use Burning Ray to heal both Nesbitt and Esmond. Okay. You hear people screaming. And, ah. and, and he says to you, he says, I, I don't have, ca- I don't know how many people were in the camp. I don't know if this is everybody. Jeez. Forsha, how many people were in the camp? So we already had around 35, 35 to 50. But, you know, the other ones were on break. I don't know where the other ones were. 
And it looks like there's roughly 25, 27. Cool. Looks, well, enough, looks, right? looks like we gotta go for the dust storm. Dust storm it is. Mm. It's still the same right. day, so technically, still, you know, not too bad day to die. <laughs> <laughs> same day. We've been over this. Yep. Not any good ones. At least it's not raining, right? There's this book series I'm waiting to finish, and like... The Lusty Argonian Maid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this, uh... I don't want to rush headlong into it, but we've got to do I turn. something, huh? I'm going to roll to try to deceive the workers into thinking that they are strong enough to help us fight. Because 27 plus us would be better odds than just us. That's going to be tough. Okay, I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> right. Also, I, I think we have like work to do after this attack anyway. So if we have nobody left... <laughs> yeah, but if we run into the dust storm and die, it doesn't matter. I'm an archaeologist. Yeah, I'm not a warrior. The, we don't know the probability you're, of us fuck dying. You, you're not a warrior. Now, now uh, I, I should probably clarify, this isn't like a dust storm that is magical, yeah. except for that magics and explosions have kicked up dust. So it's more of a like a, oh. a Heathcliff fight cloud. Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. I've been picturing like... A totally similar situation to the like we've got the, the magic tornado. fucking tornado no, and the magic no. fucking dust cloud. That's You've why been I thought thinking it's Fury like, Road. That, yeah, <laughs> it's also because he described the tornado as a, like we all thought it was. A I dust fucked it up. Thing, yeah, and, he, and then he had to so, clarify with smoke. So, so that's why we all thought it was all magical. So, so like you ever see like a uh, World War One trench movies where there's just like smoke and yeah. dust and you can't yeah. see very far. That's what's going on over okay. there. There's some heavy churning happening. Or All right. like a cartoon so there's fight just... where they're just arms <laughs> coming out. And... Yes, Tasmanian Devil. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Alright, cool. Okay, I'm way better with this now. Alright. Okay. Well, you don't, like, have you don't like magic sport? No. <laughs> I like stabbing. So what's my DC on a, on a Braveheart speech to really rouse up these, uh, <laughs> these diggers? 20. They're called shovels. 20. Can I use some momentum for that? <laughs> yes. Would that be a D6? Please don't. Just I'm really, I cannot I'm, wait for you to fail this, and they, mu- and they lynch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I won't use my moment. This is your composure. All right. I don't know what spell you're casting on your die, yes. but just roll it. <laughs> Natty, one. <laughs> Natty one. So, two. <laughs> they look at you yeah. while you're talking, and they just they want to go back in the barracks. They're absolutely terrified. They never want to get involved in anything combat-related. You fucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we've done for you? Our job? <laughs> I'm an archaeologist. I'm an actor. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> Act like, like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you blow I'm stuff up. I'm a pretend archaeologist. <laughs> you're in the I'm just administrating you, yaps. <laughs> in real life or in the game? I've been blowing and stuff and up. how? <laughs> Literally only one doing his job. Alright, so uh, we head to the dust Let's cloud. go see what's going on over there, huh? Aster's like, he's like, I think I should stay with Kaidwe. The he's like, fuck you are. <laughs> and and Forsha goes, I'll go with you. Alright. Yay. Alright, Forsha, let's do this thing. I turned to a big bad ranger man. Like He's successfully defended over 20 people and kept them safe. The entire time you were underground. Fighting. I think Cap did a good job. Let's do it. Charge... Forsha yanks a spear from one of the dead berserkers, the pike, and goes, come on, let's go. Once more into the breach. You enter the fog of war, this dust cloud. You can see that there are probably about 50 live Nargabar who are trying to circle around a harried and injured group of three mages, all wearing the dirty and torn blue and white cloaks of the way forward. And behind them are six of your team, of your crew, and they're trying to keep them safe. 
You see a Savothian, looks kind of like an eel, in his mid-40s, and he's got a bow, and he brims with necrotic energy. There is a Hrod, his arm has been torn off, uh, it still bleeds, and he's got a one-handed sword. He looks incredibly fierce. He's in his 50s. There is a Tiktani female, looks very young, she's a lightning bug. She's got her palms together, and she's glowing with radiant light. It looks like they might be on their last legs. But it's going to take a second for the Nargabar to rally to make a final charge against them because they've put a serious hurting on them. Never mind, not our fight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Both of our enemies facing each other. Who do we help? Well, what? <laughs> Way forward doesn't like us. <coughs> they like us enough to save our people. They do got our shovels behind them. Maybe they kidnapped them. <laughs> Forsha grabs Kelton by the shoulder and goes, what was that thing? That thing that glowed? I pull it out of my pocket and I'm like, this guff artifact. What, what do you think it is? Um, it's probably, like, a jewel, make your shirt look really nice. <laughs> it, it seemed to react to magic, I mean... Yeah. What, you, you, you found it, uh... It was between, like, smashy metal things, um... Guilty over here has... He's got some in his pocket, too. I got nothing. Alright, I got something. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Let me see. Here you go. This one, these are, these don't do anything. It, no, yours is different. Yeah, I saved a nice one for you, Forsha. Do you think this might be some kind of weapon? Well, if it or is, it's not a great one. <laughs> or some kind of container. Oh, okay. Uh, Should I throw it at Nagabar? I don't know. I mean, it's... Do your magic. Let's see it, what it does. Okay, give it to me. She puts it on the ground, and she starts doing her divination, which is her talent. It seems like... I, I don't know really what, where it comes from, but if you... I need your help. And I need everybody to spend one momentum. All right. All right, so I grab Forsha's hand. Roll the d6. Don't tell me what it is until, we're, until we got it. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't need to know what our d6s did. I'd still like to know. Okay. She rolled a natty 20 on her divination check. Kelton? Six. Five. Four. Two. Oh, damn. Uh, damn it. I'm sorry. I wanted to be so bad. <laughs> All right. It starts rising. And she's like, oh, I can, I can kind of move it. And it starts glowing and flashing like a strobe light. And she moves it towards the center of the guff, and they're all distracted. It turns and faces her. A beam of light arcs out and hits her right in the eyes. And it locks her in place. Boom. A blue mist rolls out from the center of it with the speed of sound and throws everybody back. Knocks all of you off your feet. Clears the dust storm. Everybody takes 2d8 damage. Oh, oh. shit. Jeez, okay. Fuck. Fuck! Whoa. So Forsha takes 13 damage. 14. Six. Two damage. Okay. Nine. All right. Let's see. This is this is the only one I'm worried about. All right. The, shit. The rod missing an arm takes 10 damage and falls unconscious. <laughs> All the others are trying to, like, scramble and, and, and get him to move. Nobody knows what the fuck happened. Forsha has thrown from you. She's... All of the Nargabar clansmen, all 50-some-odd of them, are on their backs, completely overwhelmed by what just happened. Some of them have died from it. The rest of them get up, and they start to flee. They're having a hard time even orienting themselves around what direction to go. Yeah, you better fucking run. I would like to throw Scorching Rays at every single one of them I can. All right, let's say you get two off. All right. Scare them. Or Burning Lance. Let's work it. Go stab burning the ones lance. that are on their backs. That's a miss. Now okay. two. 
93. Missed that one, too. Okay, so you you are just as disoriented as they are. Fucking <laughs> fire. Damn. Fire. You sons of bitches. That was a great moment to have critted, but whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> they fuck off. They flee into the woods. They see that the tornado of smoke is gone. They have no smoke dancer. They got no support, no backup, and somebody just unleashed something on them that they've never seen before. They run away. Let's go check on these uh, way forward guys. Let's yeah. see how uh, how they're doing. Okay, you all get up. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. You start get walking. Up, shamble over to uh, to the way forward mages and and our shovels. And Those shovels. are the people I really care about. That's right. I'm assuming you leave Forsha behind. She's fallen down. Yeah. I'm going to go try to find Forsha. Okay. I mean, you know, was... you could find her easily. It's just she was thrown from you. Yeah, but I'm still going to make sure she's not dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? So you walk over to the Way Forward Mages, and they're a little nervous. Obviously, they've had a pretty rough time dealing with uh, Clan Nargabar with just the three of them mm-hmm. on an entire front of this battle. You're Ahoy! Well- you're welcome. <laughs> you're hey, so welcome. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck happened here, then? Are you the ones who triggered it? Are you the ones who called for us? Called for you? What call? What? I oh, didn't see any call. That was the Savathian who said that. And the Tiktani says, excuse me for a moment, and she heals the prod with the missing arm. His eyes open. Forgive him. Um, we had a ward placed on this area. If anybody found anything of magical significance, it would alert members of our group. We were very concerned about this. And when we showed up, it was, it was chaos. We had no idea we were being attacked. Well, good for us. Our friend, it will take quite a while to recover. I'm Winnie, by the way. Oh, actually, let me get some fucking voices. You guys want some voices? Let's do yes. some voices. All right. All right, so the lightning bug. It's a female. It's tic- Harvey Keitel. Tiktani, 18 <laughs> years old. Radiance and fire. She's 43. So who is 43? The Wicked Witch of the West. All right. <laughs> My pretties. So her name is Winnie. She's voiced by the Wicked Witch of the West. This is going to be fucking terrible. Okay. The Hrod, 51-year-old Hrod with with a missing arm presently and was wielding, ironically, an arming sword. <laughs> 95. What's that? Garrick from DS9. <laughs> ah. His name is Benarv. This works. That actually is just appropriate. Yeah. All right. And the Savathian in his 40s looks like an eel, wields a bow. His name is Drader. 19. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Excelsior. Oh, shit. Okay. So Winnie... <laughs> so Winnie says, Well, you have to excuse us. Play through the pain, dude. <laughs> there was a magical ward placed on your dick site in the event that any harmful magical objects were released. It seems that Powerful magics were cast. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, we're great. We're great. Don't worry about us. Better than you. We certainly didn't expect this kind of... So, Drader, the Savathian. Well, we didn't expect this kind of fight waiting for us when we got here. You guys must have really made enemies fast. Yeah, we tend to do that. I have been a perfect gentleman. Benarv, the rod, is pulled to his feet. Tell me, what was that? Oh, that was just our good friend, Portia. She does that sometimes. Don't worry too much about it. I have never seen anything like that before. Me either, buddy. Forgive me, I am Bernard. I lead our small company here of mages from the way forward. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And he uses one arm to bow. 
You're you're in surprisingly good spirits. <laughs> It'll grow back. You would know. Okay, I do. I know. <laughs> Still, even if it grows back, losing an arm is not doesn't sound like a fun time. He's alive. That's news to him. Kelton has no problem finding Forsha. Okay. She was blown in a predictably a predictable mm-hmm. path. She's crumpled. Is she alive? She's face down. Okay. On the dirt. Uh, Forsha. And I just kind of gently roll her over onto her back. She's unresponsive. And when you roll her over, her eyes are open. She's breathing and very shallowly, just kind of like... <gasps> her pupils are completely dilated. And she just looks up at the sky, does not seem to notice you at all. Is the amulet still there? The amulet fell in the middle of the battlefield. Okay. All it did from its point of explosion was fall. Okay. Kelton gently scoops up Forsha and carries her over to the rest of the group. It's pretty unsettling. Walk towards the healer. All right. So you guys weren't expecting this, which, you know, neither were we. What were you expecting? Um, which one responds? Kruger. <laughs> Wicked Witch. So Drader says, well, we were planning on just scouting, to be perfectly honest. That if you had uncovered something dangerous, we would have seen it and reported on it. When we saw the full-scale invasion, we couldn't sit by. We had to help. Thank okay. you again. Well, yeah. I mean, no problem. I assume you would have done the same. Let's assume Absolutely. that. <laughs> yes, 100%. I don't think they would. <laughs> Fun. Flappy rat. Mm. Um, have you ever seen, like, this before? Yeah. Winnie, the Tiktani, she takes a close look at Forsha, and then she waves a hand over her, and you can tell she's doing, like, a form of divination on her own. She says, this is... This is strange. This, oh fucking, she's a wicked witch to the west. Yeah, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> All right. This is strange. We've never seen anything like this before. Well, not entirely. There's clearly something magical happening to her. Can we come to your camp? I was just about to invite you over, but sure. Yes, and then I, w- I would like to observe her if that is possible. <laughs> and her little could you see that less creepy next time? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, can I hand off Forsha to Esmond? Yeah, I'm going to hand, and then I'm going to look around for the amulet, because that's still the important archaeological find. Okay, give me an awareness roll. Is that plus... um, Intelligence, probably, which is nothing. Nine. Nine, Nine, you find it. Nice. Is it still glowing? It is not glowing anymore. Mm. All right. Put it in my pocket, walk back (laughs) towards the camp kick a little rock on the way okay <laughs> you get the feeling that Benarv might be the brains of this operation he says i would definitely like an opportunity to rest i hope you don't mind us staying with you at your camp for at least a couple of days this was quite an ordeal seeing as much help you gave us i i'm for it yeah you you're welcome to my camp von vandeven is not happy with this arrangement he's a bit jealous that someone can heal their people he's really carved out a niche here and he's not happy about this whole situation he's like get out of here i'm working here (laughs) this is my gig bro i'm doing shit over here i'm working really hard finally uh, feeling useless or useful and don't want to and you just walk all in here and just heal (laughs) (laughs) so uh everybody gets four momentum and as you Take the near comatose Forsha back to camp. The ground that has been churned up by the battle and the fall and all of that, you see three chunks of diron, each easily a hundred get. 
Now this is what I came here for. Now we're now we're talking. I might actually get paid. Get some of the diggers. Listen, we have saved your lives. Now it's time to do your job. Dig up this diron, well, bring it back to camp. Quite the workhorse. You know? well, I'm in charge. All right, I'm saying. Just and as, like, as you bring the three members of the way forward back to the barracks, Aster and Kaidway get sight of them, and they look very uncomfortable. And they look like they have something to say to you about it. And we'll see you next time. Hey! Grumble. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Echoes of the Star Crypt. We had an awesome time making it. If you like what we're doing, the best thing you can do for us is to tell a friend. Second best thing you could do is to become a patron. If you're unsure if this is a game you'd want to play with your friends, you can check out the rules on our wiki at rpgfs.wikia.com. We're going to try to keep that updated. But the PDFs of the rule books that'll be the most up-to-date will be on our Patreon for the $5 tier. And at the $10 tier, you can make an NPC that I have to find a way to work into the game. And if you want to reach out to us on any of the social media platforms, we are on most of them. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash RPGFS. We are on Twitter at Homebrew Ombres. Check us out on Instagram at RPG from scratch, one word. And you can always find us at Facebook.com slash RPGFS. And if you're making anything cool, tag us at hashtag RPGFS. We'll find you. That's pound sign for you guys. I think it's kilo sign for, for the Europeans. <laughs> and until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. 